Welcome back to The Wise Man's Paget, the daily podcast where we talk about TV actor Paget Brewster. Now, Paget Brewster has a reputation for being a show killer, which I don't believe it's her fault, but it's not unearned. I can't think of a single show with Paget Brewster as a regular that's lasted for more than two seasons after she joined. I definitely really enjoyed her in Huff the first time I saw her, which was a really solid show, but only lasted two seasons and ended rather rather truncated fashion. And though she guest stars an awful lot, you know, I think she was a great addition to Community. But then, you know, it didn't last more than a season after she joined. And now she's in Bird Girl, which is a show that I want to like, but it's doing a really bizarre thing where it's playing off the nostalgia that we have for a show that in itself was playing off nostalgia for a bunch of characters that were already too old for the target audience. And apparently they're not actually using Hanna-Barbera characters in Bird Girl, so it's even more divorced from the original show that it's kind of spinning off from. And again, not her fault, but this reputation that she carries with her seems to be part and parcel to her character. So I'd like to talk about this. Jordana? Are you saying she's like cursed? That's That seems to be the, the rumor. All right. Well, I want to know who cursed her and when and how. I need the details. <laughs> Okay, this is page 413. What harm it could do. I can feel myself dying already. He thrust it toward me angrily. I should be able to improve matters, your grace. Remember, tonight will be the most difficult. Tomorrow will be bad. After that, all should be well. If I live so long as that, he groused. It was just the petulant grumble of a sick man, but it mirrored my thoughts so precisely that ice ran down my back. Earlier... I hadn't considered that the mayor might die despite my intervention. But when I looked at him now, frail and gray and trembling, I realized the truth. He might not live through the night. First, there's this, your grace. I took out the tippling flask. Brandy, he said with muted anticipation. I shook my head and opened it. He wrinkled his nose at the smell and sank back onto the pillows. God's teeth, as if my dying wasn't bad enough. Cod liver oil. I nodded seriously. Take two good swallows, your grace. This is part of your cure. He made no move to take it. I've never been able to stomach the stuff, and lately I even vomit up my tea. I won't put myself through the hell of drinking it only to sick it back up. I nodded and restoppered the flask. I'll give you something to stop that. There was a pot of water on the bedside table, and I began to mix him a cup of tea. He craned weakly to see what I was doing. What are you putting in that? Something to keep you from being sick, and something to help you pass the poison out of your system. A bit of laudanum to ease your craving and tea. Does your grace take sugar? Normally no, but I'm guessing it will taste like stump water without it. I added a spoonful, stirred, and handed him the cup. You first, Alvarin said. Pale and grim, he watched me with his sharp gray eyes. He smiled a terrible smile. I hesitated, but only for a moment. To your grace's health, I said, and took a good swallow. I grimaced and added another spoonful of sugar. Your grace predicted it quite well. Stump water it is. He took the cup with both hands and began to drink it in a number of quick, determined sips. Dreadful, he said simply, but better than nothing. Do you know what a hell it is to be thirsty but not be able to drink for fear of throwing up? I wouldn't wish it on a dog. Wait a bit to finish it, I cautioned. That should settle your stomach in a few minutes. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. When the mayor says, I wouldn't wish it on a dog, I can't help but hear him in the voice of the 45th president of the United States. Folks, Cod Liver Oil, it's a bad deal. Tastes terrible. Wouldn't wish it on a dog. Total loser. 
So we both have comments on the exact same thing. Mine, mine was that he doesn't sound like a dog lover and that makes me less like him less. Well, I mean, that to me, his use of that particular idiom just feels to me the way that like in old plays and in like, like dogs in antiquity were regarded as like kind of low animals, right? Like when you, because dumbly loyal, like they're, they're unconditionally loyal and they'll eat anything and they shit in the street. Like, they're kind of, like, dirty and gross. So like, you know, in, like, Shakespeare plays, when you want to, like, insult someone, you call them a mangy dog or a cur or a whelp. I think in, in certain, um, like, in Islamic cultures, they're considered, like, unclean, right? Like, you don't keep a dog as a pet because they're, they're unclean. They're gross. Like, that, that's how it reads to me. You know, I wouldn't wish this on an animal as low as a dog. Well, I don't think dogs are low, so I'm mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> Cod liver oil is, in real life, extremely good for you. It has uh, lots and lots of vitamins, especially vitamin A, vitamin D, and uh, omega-3. Uh, it's good for bone health, heart health, liver. It may also fight uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and arthritis. So it is extremely good for you. It also gives you island walk as long as you are enchanted with it. Ooh. Cool. Who knew? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I, I used to get... Um the cod liver oil caplets, but I couldn't swallow them because they were too big. So my mom would squeeze the oil out onto a spoonful of sugar and make me eat it. And it was horrible, but it was good for me, but it was horrible. (laughs) I mean, it also comes in a liquid form that you could just like take like a spoonful of. Yeah, there's no way my mom was going to get me to eat that. (laughs) But isn't the stuff that's in the caplet just the same as what's in the... Yeah, I guess she just didn't buy the liquid. I don't know. I have no idea. I was a kid. (laughs) My parents are constantly slurping down cod liver oil. I mean, maybe they'll live to be like 200 now. Because yeah. they have so much cod liver oil. Yep. Peter Thiel and the rest of uh, uh, the rest of Silicon Valley are like hiring fish and taking the oil out of their bodies to infuse into the rich. Yeah, that's that's the secret cocktail to make you live forever. You need like an exact 50% blend of the blood of a virgin and uh, the liver oil of a codfish. That's correct. <laughs> so... As Nick and I were talking about a couple of pages ago, like the mayor is, uh, and he becomes even more so on the next page. Like he is just like a cranky, like I'm not eating that; it's growth. Because like it's it's your medicine, and you gotta take it, buddy. He's like, no. Yeah, he's also funny. Like he's like, I'm dying. Oh, it's not bad <laughs> enough that I'm dying. I have to <laughs> suffer through this cod liver oil. Like he's like a very funny drama queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know who else is a very funny drama queen? Nick? You? I mean, yes, but I was going to say, again, the uh, 45th president of the United States. Oh. Jeremy, can you, can, you do, can you do the mayor's lines in the Trump voice? Like, from now on when I'm reading? Yes, absolutely. I mean, just like right now on this page, like, do his, his grossiest, queeniest dialogue. I can't see what harm it would do. I can feel myself dying already. <laughs> no, I can never, I can't imagine him saying the word harm. this does raise an interesting idea which is talked about more on the next page what if quoth is killing him with his cockamamie quoth is operating entirely on like suppositions and guesswork like he has and like he has evidence to support it but he has no certain proof that what that what he thinks is going on is actually going on so he's acting based on like his best guess and he, I'm sorry, he's 15. He's a precocious 15-year-old, but would you let any 15-year-old like prescribe treatment for an ill person? Like, 
No, obviously not. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's jumped straight to this supposition that there's that there's a poisoning based on his ability to diagnose, which is, you know, he's got some training, but he's not a physiker, obviously. But he goes right away. He's got the symptoms of lead poisoning. Therefore, it must be lead poisoning. Is there anything that mimics the symptoms of lead poisoning? Yeah, could, it, that, could like, he be having it by accident? Like, you know, yeah, he just like does not think it through. And when the mayor says... I could feel myself dying already. Quoth thinks, like, what if I'm wrong? What if he really is dying? What if I'm not helping him? Because that would, like, then Quoth is in the position, position of having poisoned them, like, having actually poisoned the mayor and killed him. That's what people will think. I'm reading the symptoms of lead poisoning in adults, and they're pretty general. High blood pressure, joint and muscle pain, difficulties with memory, headache, abdominal pain, mood disorders, reduced sperm count. Quoth, I guess, saw also, I guess, saw the poison being made, which is a pretty good indicator that there might be something wrong. I think I, I just to be clear, I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't want to get off into a tangent and be like, uh, Quoth is wrong and Quoth is actually causing harm. I think in this case he is right. But I do think that it's it's our duty as close readers to point out that uh, there is some plausible deniability in his rightness. And I think that's where the tension in the next few chapters comes from. And like, to what degree is he right? Like he might be right about what's happening, but wrong about why, right? He might be right that the mayor is suffering from lead poisoning, but he might be wrong about, you know, what's causing that, you know, what motivation is, is producing that, that thing that is happening. And like another, like a, a kind of microcosm of that issue is, you know, he's making like the medicine for the mayor and he said, and he adds one spoonful of sugar because the mayor, it says, like, it's going to taste like stump water without it. And then the mayor makes Quoth drink it to make sure that Quoth isn't poisoning him. Quoth drinks it and then goes, all right, another spoonful of sugar, because you were right. It tastes like garbage. Quoth thinks he knows what the right ingredients are, but he's wrong. He's like, he hasn't tested it out enough to be certain. It's also kind of a nice, like, development of their character. Like, I feel like it's a little bit of banter and they sort of have, Quoth anyway, like, they both seem to sort of have a sense of humor around this. I feel like you'd sort of have to. Like, what is your other option? This could be a much more dire scene where Quoth, you know, where Quoth is like constantly at the threat of having the mayor just like have his head lopped off, which I guess he is at some level, but the ma- that's not how the mayor is. And I think it's uh, a good choice on Rothfuss's part to not have him be like a despot, to be a relatively reasonable guy who is just used to getting his way all the time. Uh, I want to bring in a couple of notes via SNC that I feel are pertinent to this page. Uh, so... Also, he's apparently, according to SNC, he is not 16, or 15, he is 16. Mm. SNC asks, what if he was a precocious 16-year-old medical student? Would that make... I'm sorry, no, I don't want a medical student treating, like, the president. (laughs) I want a doctor doing it. Well, it depends on the president. I also, I can't tell if this is a joke or not. It it confuses me, but SNC says, clearly, Quoth should try to have the mayor impregnate a woman to test if he's being poisoned? Definitely not a joke. Extremely serious. And possible option. I don't understand. What? Well, Because low sperm count is one of the symptoms of lead poisoning. Yeah, but you could be a perfectly healthy dude and still not necessarily impregnate That's a woman. That's why it's a joke. It's a like, joke. It was a joke. <laughs> okay, it is a joke. Don't tell me it's not a joke when it's a joke. How am I supposed to know? You, you're, 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 Can't you tell by his facial expression? I have more, okay? Actually, I don't have more. SNC has more. SNC says, when I read this the first time, I f- when I read this the first time, I figured Codicus was actually behind it. 
So I was sort of annoyed by it being dragged out for like 30 pages. At least now the mayor starts to sour on him pretty quickly. At least for now. I bet Quoth is thinking the same thing. Like, why wouldn't you just believe me? The Codicus is behind it. Why can't we just like, you know, get to the part where I'm right? So I'm saying like, we're meant to think that. We're meant to like believe Quoth wholeheartedly, go along with what he thinks, not question it too much. I mean, that that is the way you like to read the book though, isn't it, Jeremy? <laughs> I have one last thought. Okay. I have one last thought. Okay. Paget Brewster's addition to community was, I think, a bit of a masterstroke. She was a great, like, I, I think, you know, it wasn't like she was the best person for the job necessarily. She was certainly good at playing Frankie, but I think that Frankie was a great character. And I think that's something that community did well up until the end. And one of the unsung strengths of the the aborted final season on, on Yahoo is that rather than try to sort of like fill the roles held by the characters who left, they added new characters to the mix who bring new dynamics. And I think Frankie in particular was a great example of that. And I would have been happy to see the show continue with Frankie as one of the regulars. And it would have been interesting also to see community continue on and like have a sort of rotating cast of people. Not that I actually think that would have happened, but I think that would have been salvageable. Yeah, I mean, I think Dan Harmon does a great job of rolling with the punches of people continuing to leave his show in the last uh, two seasons. But at a certain point, he turns that into what the show is about. And like, that's kind of why season six works is because he turns it into a show about like, you know, life goes on. You're not always friends with the same people forever. You know, the same circle of people in your life are not always going to be there because people all have their own lives. But that doesn't mean that like, that's not necessarily a bad thing to have things change, to have things end and to have to grow up a little bit, which is all kind of like what, Frankie Frankie's character is about you know like she she wants to help save community like the Greendale as much as anybody but she also kind of brings in the idea that like you can't go around having paintball fights forever you're running a school and I think that's beautiful mm-hmm. and that's perhaps a good way to sign off on the idea as Paget Brewster as a show killer like clearly her career is not in trouble she's constantly working and she's constantly impressing people getting good reviews so so what that she hasn't been on a show that's been successful on its own merits, or she hasn't led a show that's been successful on its own merits in her entire career. She's doing fine. Life goes on. It's not all about having a hit. It's just about what if she's like a what if she's like a show Doctor Kevorkian and she helps like put them, you know, put them to bed, put them to, to their final rest when their time has come. Well, I think that's a really good way to let's talk about that on tomorrow's episode of Paget of. The wind. <laughs> wind. <laughs> Agent of the wind. <laughs> <laughs>